Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs, and this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on June 28, 2023. Boy, we are at the end of the school year, I think, is finally here for everybody. I think it's all done everywhere. Okay, so congratulations to you all for getting through what I know was a tough year. And uh, we got a July 4th weekend coming up, so I hope everybody's safe and sound and all that. We also have a terrific show for you this morning here on the Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. I've got uh, P.J. Capozzi. P.J., old friend of ours, is the Illinois Superintendent of the Year. He's a finalist for National Superintendency of the Year. Okay, and is the superintendent of Meridian CUSD, okay, in, uh, at the district in Illinois, uh, number 223, best-selling author, national speaker, you probably know PJ. He's brought with him his co-author of a new book. The book is called Cracking the Coaching Code, and they, they wrote it together, him and my other guest, Dr. Brian Wills, who's a practicing doctor and president, I love this, of the Oregon-Illinois CUSD 220 Board of Education all right, that's great. College athlete, a successful doctor, chiropractic clinic, several of them across the state of Illinois. And they they work together, and they put together this book called Cracking the Coaching Code, which is all about the impact of sports coaching on students and how school leaders and coaches can work together with the help of the Enneagram system of personality types to make the experience better for everybody and i hope that's a good summary of it i'll ask pj how i did i think i did my homework well before the uh show started i just want to let you know of course our home website where we're going to archive this podcast and where we archive every podcast is over at ace-ed.org that's our home website for our Consortium for Equity and Education. Please go over there, see all the work we do, our magazine, Equity and Access. Just enjoy the new issue, click on the cover. Everything's free over there, by the way. We also have all the podcasts over there under the podcast tab. And then also our awards program, the Excellence in Equity Awards. Please go over there, check it out. All right, uh, we want you to, uh, we have a whole ton of new categories we're going to extend. All right, the educator side of it, okay? But right now we're concentrating on the industry side of it. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate your college. You can nominate your school, the paraprofessionals you work with. You'll see the categories, okay, as well as the companies you work with. There are a lot of them out there that really do a good job, all about equity. So please check it out. Get yourself involved in our Excellence in Equity program over at ace-ed.org. And as I was saying, everything free is free over there, especially for pre-K-12 educators whom we love. And on that note, P.J. Capozzi, good morning, P.J. It's Larry here. Larry, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you doing? How's the smoke? You're in Illinois. Brian, I'll get you in a second. P.J., how's the smoke? I know it was bad yesterday. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's not. It doesn't. It's not really affecting anything. It's, it's a, it kind of Good. feels apocalyptic. Kind of feels weird yeah. outside, but it's all right. Well, it's the fi- wildfires going on right now in Canada, north of obviously north of Illinois and north of Wisconsin. Cutting the smoke's coming down. Or I saw yesterday from my friends in Chicago photos of the lake where you could see the lake or the skyline of Chicago. It was pretty gruesome. Okay, Brian. I'm Larry. Welcome to the show, Doctor Wills. Thanks for having me, Larry. Excited to be here. Oh, I'm I'm excited to have you. And I I have to know that you were a college athlete. Where'd you play? What and what? I played at Luther College, uh, football. Which football? At Luther College in Decor, Iowa. 
Oh, well, okay. And what'd you play? Yeah. Uh, running back. Man, that's, that's, that's incredible. And you went to Palmer for your chiropractic work, huh? Yeah, I did. Went to Palmer for four years and then uh, started my Good first man. practice uh, right after I graduated. And how many practices, how many clinics now? Three. I love chiropractor. I think it's, it, I, I've gone to chiropractors many times, and they have done superb jobs, at least with me. So I, I, I just love talking to chiropractors. And my uh, my daughter-in-law's dad is a big chiropractor up in Bangor, Maine. So uh, I, oh, I know awesome. the practice well. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And you'll love this part. And my, my, my daughter-in-law has two siblings, three siblings, two of which are also chiropractors. They followed in dad's footsteps. So it was a genetic thing. There you go. That's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, guys, this is great. I'm glad you guys got together because I think it's a good mix here. And, PJ, did you, are you, is that still running the National Superintendent of the Year? Or, or were you or are you a finalist for that? I one? was a finalist. A uh, gentleman from, uh, from New York actually won it. Uh, Kevin, and I can't remember his last name, great guy, uh, took it down from uh, upstate New York. Good enough, and I heard that you really uh, you didn't. You didn't I, heard, I heard you didn't do well in the swimsuit competition. Is that correct? <laughs> That's actually what I excelled in. It was just the the, the speaking that really knocked me down. The yeah. Time. Okay. I, I think I just threw my mouth a little bit there in that one. <laughs> <laughs> PJ is the Illinois Superintendent of the Year. Let's not forget that, everybody. And before we go further, PJ, just brag a little bit about your district. Tell us all about Meridian, where it is, etc. Yeah, we're small town rural. Um, we're so when people hear Illinois, they think Chicago. Um, our district is kind of much more like Iowa. We're kind of right between the uh, Chicago and Iowa border. You draw a straight line. We're kind of right in the middle. Oh, uh, we got about okay. sixteen hundred kids. Um, we are um, in the agrarian like community, but it's really kind of a small town feel because most of our community sure. is a bedroom community to um, larger, more urban centers. Um, we've got a lot of good things going on. We're pretty high performing. I mean, the, the three things that, you know, are, are big selling points that we talk about a lot are um, there's under 700 lighthouse schools in the country, which is um, who implements uh, Covey's teachings and leader and me. Uh, right. We have two of the 700 um, in, wow. in the nation. Um, and then we, we focus a lot on trying to get kids college experience. We have over a third of our kids leave with over a semester of college credit, um, which a lot of new studies are showing is the, the best way to, um, keep kids in college and uh, predictor of their success of graduating with a four-year degree. So I'm um, really proud of that and trying to extend that. And how are we doing? I have to ask since it's so prevalent out there, teacher retention, teacher recruitment. You can do a pitch if you want. Yeah, so uh, we've actually been really lucky. So I think um, I think it's actually a little bit misguided in the industry right now, and I think Brian would agree because we're neighboring districts and we kind of compete for the same teachers. But um, yeah. the – the uh, overall, I think there's so much focus on recruitment right now. I think the focus needs to be on retention, right? Like if, yes, if you keep I, the good ones agree. you have, you don't have to go find new ones. Um, and so I, we I work really, agree. really hard. Yep. So we work really, really hard on culture stuff. And so um, we've had a handful of years in the last two or th- I think two of the last four years, we've had 0% voluntary turnover. Well, um, so if we're keeping wonderful. the ones we have, then we don't need to go find new ones. 
That's exactly, you're exactly right, and I congratulate you on that. Brian, since you are, I, I kind of figured it out. I knew, I, I lived in Chicago for many years, so I know Illinois a little bit. Oregon is next to Meridian, if I may, the two school districts. Okay, uh, Brian, and I, I got to congratulate you, man, because uh, being on the Board of Education, you're president of the Board of Education these days especially, okay, with a lot of politicalization and all that sort of thing, okay, is very, very tough. And it's, uh, I'll, I'll say it, and I, I mean this in my heart, it's a thankless job, and I want to thank you, okay, for, for, for being a thank good you. citizen. And, yeah, and, and doing that. And uh, your, uh, what are your comments about being a president of a board of education these days, before we get into your book? Well, you know, again, just almost echoing what PJ said, our districts are very, very similar, similar size, similar things. Actually, PJ is going to be the superintendent of our district here uh, next year. We had just hired him, uh, kind of stole him away there. Um, are you serious? Are you, the, being the, seri- the, are you being serious? Wait a minute. Are you, are you being yeah, serious? We, yep. Hey, yep. PJ, congrats, <laughs> congratulations, I guess. Meridian's lost. Congratulations, Oregon. How's that? Yeah, very wow. excited. Going. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I get, hello? Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, you now. Very, Go ahead. Get, get you, to go you should home. be. You got a good one. <laughs> that is that is that is really super. You guys will be able to work together even more on a regular daily basis as president. Are you gonna stay on as president of the school board? As long as they'll have me, I'll stay on. So well, I really enjoy the job. Um like our community's been great. I mean, we we have not had to deal with a lot of uh you know, kind of what you see some of the big bigger districts nationally have kind of been going through. Um, we've uh, built a very good relationship, not only with the teachers and the, the support staff at our school, but also with our with our community. So our community has been very supportive. Um, you know, you always get a few outliers here or there where people uh, kind of, of come after us a little Anywhere. bit. But it's, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty camped down compared to what uh, other districts have had to go through. And well, you, you can't know, believe what's going on. Well, you can't believe. You can't believe. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really rough for some districts out there. And congratulations, yep. and I hope that continues. Okay, and I do want a nice balance. Let me just make this point. I do want a nice balance in education, okay, but I don't want a politicalization. I would have to leave education to education professionals with the help of the community, not the demands of the community. That's that's the way I look at it. And, PJ, best of luck to you in the new position. That is very, very nice. Congratulations. Are you there? Thank you. Very. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome, my friend. Okay. Good, good, good job, guys. Thank you for that intro. And um, I, I'm going to start with PJ here. PJ, this book, Cracking the Coaching Code, which I have it linked here to Amazon, but you can get it at several places. People are looking at it on screen as they listen. Okay, and the book. Here's the way I kind of wrote it up here. It's a book to to maximize performance for school leaders and sports coaches. Working with kids and they, where they have a tremendous impact on student wellness, engagement, and academics, okay? And it uses the, quote, Enneagram type of personality test to kind of help people along and be self-aware of what they're doing. Uh, uh, I want you to just talk about this because most of the education books are about classrooms, okay, and how to improve, quote, the academic or the wellness experience for kids academically, Okay, this one has focused, this is very, very good. This focuses on coaching, and these coaches have a tremendous impact. PJ, talk about what, what you were doing here, and you might need to want to explain that enneagram, uh, okay, and just talk all about it. Go for it, my friend. You start. PJ. Absolutely. So I, I think what there's this 
we all kind of cognitively know that coaches have this massive impact on kids, whether it was our own experience as an athlete or whether it be in the band or the play or whatever it is, whether it be hmm. a coach or an advisor. Uh, we, we all know this, this disproportionate impact coaches have. Um, I mean, all you have to do is sit around and have a couple beers with, you know, old buddies, and that's typically who you talk about. And uh, we started doing exit interviews with each of our seniors. So I meet, I meet with each of our seniors and, and ask them who – who had the greatest impact on you or in why in our schools and it's disproportionately coaches. Wow. As I sat back and started, yeah, sat back and started having, you know, a cocktail with Brian and and, and just talking about it as school leaders in in two different districts, we looked and like essentially all we do for our coaches is like, Hey, you passed the background check. Here's $3,200. Go change this kid's life. Right? Like we, we do nothing for them in terms of training or development. So as we started to look yeah. at the market, there really isn't a ton out there. Like there's a couple of national organizations. There's really no books. Um, there's really nobody talking oh. about it. And, and so it feels like there's this huge, um, in, in two ways, one, like from the actual practical doing the work sense, like, Hey, we need to do better, right? Like we can send coaches to a clinic to go get X's and O stuff, but we don't really do anything about relationships, culture building, leadership, like, we don't do much at training that way. And if there's that type of gap in, in what's actually happening in the practice, from the business side, there's also a market gap, right? And so, um, so in thinking about that, we, we said, okay, let's figure out what, what differentiates the amazing coaches we've had in our, in our lives, the amazing coaches we've had in our districts from the others. Because, and, and, uh, and I have to that, ask you this. When the kids said that there was a great impact from the coaches – Okay, and Brian, feel free to jump in whenever you want. I'll get you in a second. Okay, I'm curious, was the impact positive or negative? You know, we <laughs> That's exactly that thinking it's going. going to be positive, but, the, you know, the coach was an a-hole, so to speak, okay, is going to come out from some of the kids if you really get down to it, okay? 1,000%. Yeah. One so, week, how, exactly. Was, so, yeah, what happened? How'd they come so, out? I mean, I think what we found is that a lot of, you know, people – enter into and we're in an interesting environment because we're a small town right so most we don't there's not a lot of sports that have to cut right like normally you go out you get to play you get the experience which is which is different from kind of large urban or large suburban but um, regardless of that fact we have a lot of people that enter high school for instance um, my kid's a basketball player so I'll use basketball as an example absolutely in love with basketball and by the time they graduate they hate it and and that's just we shouldn't be okay with that right well, if you the same if we knew a kid entered history wow. entered high school loving history and hates social science by the end of their four years we wouldn't be okay with that and so well that's a great point that, that's a great point we had to do something different um, and so that this is our attempt right like we're we're going to try to help and and change the game a little bit and provide some support um, for for coaches and as we started thinking about like what could we do to build a structure or framework. What's been really foundational for both Brian and I in our leadership, and I would say um, not only our leadership, our, our self-awareness, our relationships, personal, private, all of them, um, has been Enneagram. Um, it's been an amazing tool for me to look inward and to figure out, um, you know, peel some of the layers back of this onion. Not all of them were pretty, brother, um, but, um, but to <laughs> sure try to figure out a little bit of, of what was going on. And um, as we started to kind of put – uh, pen to paper and, and peel it out. I think we created something that's pretty cool and really different and that I think can help a lot of coaches. 
Uh, it's it's going to help a lot of coaches. It's going to help a lot of kids. It's going to help a lot of school leaders. Okay, and I and you said yeah, and, and I, I don't know who to ask. I'm going to throw this to you, PJ, but feel free to swing it over to Brian. I just don't know who who's going to answer what. Would you must recruit your most most coaches come from phys ed? Most do, okay. And um, I, I, what I'm hearing is that they're not really taught well how to coach in terms of uh, their impact, their psychological impact on kids. Okay, when when they're in college, did you look at the the programs of the higher education for the for where your coaches are coming out of and how what what they're doing about this? I don't I don't know if you researched it like that, but I'm just curious because what you're saying is absolutely accurate. It, it would be horrible, and this happened to my son in college football. Okay, he loved football when he started, and by the end of the four years, he was he, he couldn't stand it. Okay, it was just terrible. He dis- disliked the coach immensely. All right. And I don't even want to say where you played, but my point is, okay, you're, you're absolutely right. Your words echoed my own son's thoughts, all right? And I'm, and I'm curious, okay, how, how did you re- research the, the educational impact of it? If I'm asking that question right, feel free to throw it over to Brian if you want, Dr. Wills, if yeah. you want, PJ. Yeah. yeah, I would just say that there is nothing, right? Like, so each state has a certification wow. that you have wow. to pass to become a coach. And it's a one-day online four to six-hour thing in Illinois, um, and it basically oh, is you know don't arm kids like it's like new school like hey kids deserve water right like at practice, oh they do like, I didn't can't. know that it's there not you like go. old school yeah. old school stuff like that like and, and there's nothing about hey like you can psychologically harm a kid for life based on the things you say which and and the interesting thing is like there's a teacher shortage and there's an administrator shortage and we know that. There's a dramatic coaching shortage as well because I didn't know when that. you break it down, when you break it down per hour, they might be the lowest paid people. I mean, they're making less than minimum wage, so we are not compensating at a level to bring to attract people. So it's really kind of a labor of love for for many of the people. So what we get is again, like I, I will use my dad as an example. My dad was a factory worker who coached, right? So like, and he was just a well-intentioned, thoughtful man who loved baseball. Right. So, but he had no training on how to interact with people. And, you know, in the mm-hmm. factory, when things didn't go well, they went outside and fought. Right? Like that was, that was his default <laughs> mechanism, right? Like that's not, that doesn't prepare you well to be uh, meeting, you know, between 12 and 18 year old, you know, young men or young women. And so I think that th- there is just this massive market gap in, in wow. seeing how we do things. Brian, what have you seen? I mean, this is, yeah, I want to hear from Brian here because I, I assume you're a parent in your district. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have two, I have two yeah. kids. Don't, uh, you can't call me, sir. Well. You have to call me Larry. You have to call me Larry. You can't call me, sir. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but, talk but, about yeah, this. We have such a shortage of coaches now that a lot of our coaches that we're getting aren't even teachers in the district. They're not even having the education to begin with. And like PJ said, we're just bringing them in because they passed the background check and just yeah. turning them loose. Um, and they want, no they want to do it, I guess. I guess they want to do it. Yep. That's another plus. But Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but with no training whatsoever. And a lot of times, you know, you, you just you repeat the behavior that you've seen. So, you know, like when I was growing up, I had some coaches that all they did was just yell and scream. So when I first started, like, coaching yeah, exactly. my kids, that's kind of kind of what I wanted. I thought, well, that was what a good coach does. <laughs> and you realize very quickly that that's not the best way to get uh, get things done, uh, especially yeah. when, you're, when you're coaching little kids there. 
So, uh, you know, right. I, I ran an Enneagram about 20 years ago, and it, it completely changed my life. The one thing that uh, I can point to to the, all the successes I've ever had is uh, learning about, you know, myself through the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is just basically a personality assessment that uh, lays out the framework of, you know, all the subconscious behaviors that we all have. So we're all floating around on autopilot, not really aware of how we're re- reacting to our environment at all. And, yep. Um, yep. you know, the Enneagram allows us to be able to say, okay, this is where I'm at when I'm, you know, stressed. This is where I go to when I'm happy. This is where I go to. Um, so you can catch yourself from going down that kind of that dark, stressful road where you start to become, you know, a little more aggressive, a little more emotional, a little more angry, and kind of pull yourself out of that funk a little bit. Um, so from a coaching perspective, it's just, you know, the self-awareness piece is the most important. Um, but then the, the, the other part is just communicating with your, with your, with your athletes. Um, nobody, everybody wants to communicate the way they want to communicate, and not everybody hears that. So um, I, I found that out when I was, you know, first in practice, you know, I was blowing everybody's hair back, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> I was so excited, and nobody was really following me. I, I did a home run with a few, pa- a few patients, but everybody yeah. else was like, this guy's crazy. And then I, you know, started learning about the Enneagram myself and realized I, I can't be that aggressive all the time with everybody. So I started kind of vary my approach and become more aware of how I was reacting. And, you know, then I was hitting home runs with more and more and more patients. And that's how I built my, built my practice. That's excellent. And by the way, your practice, I want to say it again, is extremely successful. I believe three clinics up there in, North, in Western, Western Northern Illinois, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. I got to tell you. Thank you. Okay, you should be proud Thank of yourself, you. and I'm sure you are, as you should be. Okay, <laughs> I want I want to I want to ask you both, and you're using the word. I want to make sure everybody knows what this is because I have to be honest with you. I did not know what an enneagram was until I saw our prep sheet that we were putting together the show, and I've been looking it up. Okay, and playing with it, and it's enneagram. Everybody can. I'll spell it out. It's e n n e a g r a m. Enneagram. Who between the two of you? Okay, which one was first on the enneagram? It sounds like it might be Brian. Okay, and um, you know, I found this very interesting that you. This is a personality test, and once people see it. Okay, it talks about the personality types. Okay, and it allows you to actually see yourself, perhaps as others see you, so to speak. Brian, was it you or was it uh, PJ who came up with the idea of really using it to base this book on how that well, has a better way to learn about yourself? I think I think I, I kind of introduced PJ to it, but I think it was both of our ideas just uh, you know bring this to the table because we both coach. You know, I'm an executive coach, so I coach other chiropractors. That'd be obviously I coach oh, my kids and things. Excellent. Um, PJ's also a coach as well, uh, an executive coach. And, uh, you know, we used a lot in, you know, just coaching our clients. And we both, I mean, I, I, probably PJ came up with the idea that, hey, why aren't we using this for coaches? Um, this well, would be an excellent tool to help coaches become more self-aware of some of the self-sabotaging things they do, whether it's on the field or in the practice field or even communicating with, uh, with their athletes. And so I have Brian, to ask. Oh, go ahead. Please, PJ, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said Brian's pretty humble there. He's he's as uh, <laughs> expert on on Enneagram as anyone that I've ever met, and I've been to a lot of sessions on it um, to the point where I've had him come in and work with my athletic coaches in my district about it. So he is wow. Um, he is the wow. Enneagram expert. Um, I may have helped figure out how to format it into a book, and and that's because of, of my experience. But in terms of actually depth of knowledge of the tool, um, it's certainly Brian. 
Well, thank you for for clearing that one up and making that making that uh, make sense to everybody how how involved Brian is in this. So let me ask you this: You worked with the coaches in the Meridian District, all right? And after, what was what was the coach's attitude? I'm going to make a joke here, and you, you'll know this, PJ. I call it the old teacher eye roll. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> the superintendent comes up with some cockamamie idea that we all have to pretend we really love. You know this story. Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay. And I think this is a good idea. Okay. Talk to me how the coaches reacted to this in your district. Well, I can just tell you what I mean from doing the the presenting part of it and being a chiropractor and being a school board president, I get the eye roll a lot. So I totally understand <laughs> what you're talking about with with that whole thing. But dude, typically when you go in and talk to, like, teachers or coaches, you know, you do get the eye roll because they're just bombarded yeah. with so sure. much information. Like, oh, this is some yeah. other stupid tool that I have to, that I have to learn. Um, but once you start going through it and kind of laying out what each type, you know, what the strengths are, what the weaknesses, especially the weaknesses, like some of the, the self-sabotaging behaviors, People, you know, go from the eye roll and start leaning forward and kind of get into it pretty rapidly because it really does lay out really? kind of all the little little things, you know, little uh, little warts that we all have, you know, in our personality that we don't want anybody to see, or don't want to acknowledge, I guess, ourselves, but we all know that we sure. do. Um, so it's always interesting when you're talking to a group because they'll start out kind of, you know, not less than engaged, let's just say, and then by <laughs> the end they're really engaged, asking questions and you know, kind of calling each other out, like, oh yeah, you do this, or oh yep, you do that. Uh, it's really fun when you get like uh, husbands and wives together because that's always interesting. <laughs> so don't, please don't do it with me and my wife, please, please. I'm begging you, don't do that. Okay. For as you know, I have I no warts at all. Yeah, I have no warts at all. I don't want her to know I have any warts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, 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 PJ, did you do it with your coaches? That, that was Brian a minute ago, right? Yeah, so I, I actually yeah, had PJ, Brian what about in. yours? Yeah. So I had him come in and do the work with my coaches. So um, I, I am of the – it's interesting because go, I go present and I speak on Enneagram now as well. But um, oh, as, cool. as educators know, sometimes it's easier to hear the message from somebody different. Um, it is. So, so Brian's actually been the, the person who's come in and, and worked with – with my teacher. So the way Enneagram actually got introduced in my district is, is kind of interesting. So I introduced it about 10 years ago to our leadership team, like our cabinet level. And oh, it wow. was a lot of eye rolls and uh, it's like 0.0 <laughs> traction. And, and so I just let it be at the time, right? Because it's pretty intrusive, a personality profile. And like, it's not like a new technique to use in the classroom. This is about looking in. So if people aren't ready to look in and be a little bit vulnerable, it's not going to happen. So I just let it be. About two years later, one of my principal's sons came home, and they were using it at his university. And uh, he came home on fire about it, so we reintroduced it, and it took off. The same exact person presenting it, but two years later, it was kind of fertile soil, and it went. Uh, but I was very cautious. I was like, hey, I don't want to push this down onto teachers. Like, if they're curious, like, our job is to make them curious. Once they get curious, we will, we will go ahead and, and, and push it. And so it, we talked about it in a little bit, and but we weren't really pushing it. We had one team that could not get along, one team of teachers. And so we, we sent them to conference A, nothing. Sent them to conference B, nothing. And so finally they came to us and said, hey, we hear you guys talk about this Enneagram stuff. Can we try it? And we're like, yeah, let's get into it. And they took it, and then it, they kind of figured out a, a language on how they could communicate, wow. and they moved past their conflict. And then once that happened, 
everyone was interested. And so, um, like, Brian has worked with different groups of our, our teachers, and I would say depending on which building and which level of exposure they've had, some are leaning forward right away, right? They want it right away, and then others are a little bit more resistant, um, which I think mm-hmm. is, like, sure. literally any professional development we do, right? Um, but this is different because it's not about doing doing action. It's about looking inward first, right? It's the old Covey inward victory before external victory. And some people just are either unwilling to do that at all or are certainly unwilling to do that in a conference or professional development setting. Um, So I think it's really interesting as we go through it, right, because a lot of times, um, at least my experiences, and I think Brian would echo this, there's somebody sitting in the back of the room with their arms crossed and like, I didn't, I never got him, right? And then Mm -hmm. that's the person who emails you afterwards. Like they just didn't want to show that they were in their head thinking about things. And so it's it's a really interesting um, thing, And, and like it's, like, I think it's the eye roll is almost amplified because you do personality profile, people are like, oh, this is pop psychology, it's Myers-Briggs, you know, it's this, it's that, because they've all been exposed to it. I will just right. say for myself, I've taken all of those profiles, Enneagram, none of those were a game changer. All of those were interesting to me, none of them were a game changer. Enneagram sincerely changed the trajectory of my, my career. You, you brought up your wife before, it changed my wife and I's relationship dramatically, nice. um, and all for the better. Listen, that, that, that that's a very nice thing to say, by the way, at the end there. Okay, it's really, it's it's really, it's really important. So let me ask, what I have to ask this: What was the result of all this? Okay, were the results as you expected? Okay, did they continue with the insightful things that they learned? What you what you what you what you Brian? What happened with all the people afterwards as you went through this? Uh, what happened was people just became more aware of kind of what they were doing. Like it was funny that the stories that people would start telling like, oh, yeah, you know, we were talking about a certain Enneagram type, you know, maybe unable to make a decision. And then by the end they were saying that people would be like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's exactly me. I have a hard time making decisions. Or, you know, when the game gets on the line, uh, you know, I kind of freeze instead of, instead of acting. Um, so it really just opens mm-hmm. people up. And once you start getting one person to open up, and then obviously the floodgates yeah. open and then everybody else gets going – and uh, you know, right. it, it just right. brings them to a different level of awareness of, of, of some of the things that are holding, you know, holding a coach back or a teacher back or, you know, you know, whatever it is, or some of the, the, the self-sabotaging behavior that, that limits your potential. Um, yeah. And especially for, for coaches, you know, if you can, if you can get yourself under control, lead yourself uh, first, it's much easier to lead everybody else. If you can't lead yourself and you have a hard time. That's leading a great others. point. That, that's a great point, and, you know, it just goes back to what we said. Most of the coaches are untaught in coaching, mm-hmm. okay? That it's maybe a course in psychology of coaching or whatever the heck they call it, okay? Okay, but who knows, okay? But once you get in and doing mm-hmm. it and years later, you don't remember that stuff, okay? Your personality yep. begins to take over, all right? And that's why this is so important because the impact, especially in these days, and you both know, like with social-emotional learning, you want kids engaged, okay? You want them happy. You want them mindful of what they're doing. It's this, this is the age we live in. Kids are under a tough time right now, coming off the pandemic, etc. All right, we all know what's going on out there. All right, and your districts, believe me, are no different. I don't know your districts mm-hmm. over there, no different than every other district. All right, and Absolutely. the coaches really and the coaches really matter. And for too long, it's it, it, it's really been ignored. Okay, so. Where are you going with this? Do you want to do you want to start uh, 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 
doing professional development across the country? I mean, you got the book, which is fabulous. Congratulations, guys. But you are using it. And PJ, especially you, you do this. You're a speaker, okay? You're an author, okay? Where do you want this to go? This is really an important thing in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the goal. Um, and we've been it's, – it's interesting because, I mean, anyone that's written a book knows that part of the end part of writing a book is then you – send out a, you know, a 90% completed draft and you send it out to people looking for testimonials, right? And that, that usually tells you right away whether you've got a good book or not, right? Because you send it to some big, big swings, either you take the big swings and if the people don't respond, you're like, oh, maybe it's not that great, right? Um, and this has been really interesting, right? Like we've sent it to USA Baseball um, and they've been like, and so like when I'm talking about USA Baseball, like the, you know, the Olympics, right? Like, and, and they are, they're yeah. fully, in. we've got multiple Hall of Fame coaches, um, they're like, man, I wish we had a tool like this. So, so for us, like when we wrote it, I think we were thinking K twelve a lot. We and and we still are, right? The Illinois High School um, Association, their, their executive director is a big proponent of the book at this point. But um, we've been really kind of surprised by the 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 collegiate level and how people um, read it immediately, like, oh, and, and how it would impact recruiting, which makes perfect sense because what what we I, I think this is the basis of the book, right? Like. When we talk, we talk about differentiation in the classroom all the time. And, like, A, it's super hard and way harder than we make it sound. We talk about differentiation as administrators. But, um, like, leadership is the same way, right? Like, I know on my team right now, and this is with growing, well-educated, as socially adept people in the world, I could say the same thing to two members of my team, inspire and motivate one, and cripple the other one with the same exact message. And if I know that about working with, you know, 45- and 50-year-old, again, doctorates, right, like people that have the, the pinnacle of their, their profession, then we should obviously be that aware that when we speak the same way to a, to a 16-year-old, we might inspire and create peak performance in one and really That's inhibit right. somebody else. And so That's this, right. this hopefully will allow coaches that first that lends in, but then secondarily that lends out to be like, you know what, like, I know that Johnny's really talented, but, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not able to bring it out of him. Well, this might give a key on how to unlock that um, to move forward. And then, particularly at the collegiate level, then, hey, when I'm recruiting this kid and I really want this kid to come for me, like, if I tailor my message in this way, it's going to much more resonate with him than if I tailor it in my default speaking or style or just rely on my default yeah. personality. Yeah, just so exactly, exactly what we want teachers to do. I mean, you know, personalized mm -hmm. learning so that each kid learns. That, 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 that's, that's what equity is about, quite honestly, okay, where each kid gets what they, they particularly need. I think this is fascinating, guys. And, by the way, I love what you said, PJ, a minute ago. You know, we're talking about, obviously, education, talk radio, pre-K-12 education. But the coaches that do the, kid, the ice skating in the morning, the ice hockey in the morning, those aren't professional coaches usually. They're, they're dads, okay? Right. And they have an impact, too. And they get these kids early in the day or late in the afternoon, and they have to understand. I'm thinking hockey, swimming, you know, you know all these sports out there, okay? Uh, figure skating for the young ladies as well as all the other sports, I might add, okay? And it really, it's... Um, Actually, figure skating for everybody now that I'm thinking about it. Sounds like an old sexist here, okay? And, uh, you know, it's just so, and by him, it's terrible. I got into that mindset for a second, and it's terrible, okay? We have no control over that, and that's why, but those kids go to school for the rest of the day, and there's an impact, 
Okay, of all of that, it just—I I love what you guys are doing. I think you've—I think you've—I think you've unlocked the secret door, like Indiana Jones. I think you've done a good job. Okay, we appreciate, appreciate yeah. that. I think yeah. just, to, just to add on to what PJ was saying there too, for for me, I think obviously we want to you know reach as many coaches as we possibly can. But the sure, you know, the end game for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about kids and, and 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 their growth and development. And if someone would have you know, show me this work in the Enneagram when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old um, and got me kind of into this and looking at myself. I mean, I, I can't imagine where the heights that I'd be even now uh, that much farther ahead. So the hope is for me is that we can teach the coaches this, this material and then they can kind of filter this material down to the, the, the kids as well and get the kids aware of, of some of the, the, the bad habits or the self-sabotaging they do as well, I, I think would be phenomenal for kids. Yeah, yeah, like, like like you said, they have a great impact, so let's make it work. Yep. Thank you, guys. Dr. Wills, Brian, keep up the good work on the school board. I appreciate it. And, PJ, I have one last question for you. Okay, you said yes, your sir. son plays basketball for the high school, right? Yes, sir. Where does he play? Meridian or Oregon? He, play, he, play, he plays in Brian's district. Yeah, he plays in Oregon. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going over to Brian, that district. Yep. I was going to ask you where, where where's your loyalty going to lie, but it doesn't now he's over there in Oregon. Yeah, that's well, good. Okay. It, I'm just trying uh, to keep your family together. That's all, PJ. Just trying to keep the family together. No, it's, uh, it, was, it was my board here knows that you know at least for uh, for a couple games a year that I'm, I'm an Oregon fan, even though uh, Stillman Valley is paying the bills right now. So. <laughs> it is funny. Okay, good luck, guys. This is good stuff. You did good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate Thanks, Larry. Appreciate oh, it. My pleasure, guys. You take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Okay, that's Dr. Brian Wills, who's the president of the Oregon, Illinois, CUSD 220 School Board. Thank you for doing that, Brian. And P.J. Capozzi, who's the Illinois Superintendent of the Year. He's moving to the Oregon District. He's going to be the superintendent. Congratulations to him. The book is called – I got it um, linked here – Cracking the Coaching Code, P.J. Capozzi and Dr. Brian Wills. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to archive at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Have a good one.